we're here, Man to Man podcast. Mick Pickett, Dennis Lemire, a little bit different. Uh, Mike usually is is on, but usually in these 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 uh, podcast episodes, I like to like softball a few things to get the conversation going, right? But you never allow me to do that in life, just to softball through some things. <laughs> so so here here's where I'm going to go with it. Um, you're like your father, your realtor, your husband, you're a son. Um, you know, you, 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 you're a board member at man to man, right? So when, when it's over, when Mick is done, when life is over and you can sit down and read your obituary, right? I'll put it that way. Kind of cheesy, but you know, you're, you're sitting down and you're reading your obituary after you've passed. Like, what do you, how do you want to be identified? What do you want them to have said? This is who Mick was. This is what Mick was. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Uh, man, some of these things I've been hearing recently, which is kind of cool. There's a movie coming out tomorrow and there is people talking about uh, near death experiences mm-hmm. and some, some stuff. That I've never really listened to much of that in my life, but recently just kind of been on my radar a little bit more and kind of these, uh, these stories that people have. And some, some of them that really stuck, stuck out to me was when they get to heaven and they're talking to who they believe is Jesus in this moment. Um, one of the main questions is, did you learn to love? Mm. It makes my eyes go up even talking about it. Cause it's just like, it really pers- puts into perspective instantly daily interactions mm-hmm. and uh, the, the premise of it, or the, how these uh, stories continue is just like, Accolades mean nothing mm-hmm. in like a life review time. They're, they're nothing. They're not even on there. They're not even acknowledged. What's acknowledged is your interactions with people mm-hmm. in what did you do with your life is what did you do with your, with relationships and interactions with people. Mm-hmm. And not only like if I said something nice or hurtful to you and how that made you feel, but then you get to see also like how that made what you did with that. To like to your kid or to somebody right. you came across next and you see this whole butterfly effect of your interactions and it really just brings into a focus of like i want to spend today well and be intentional with people now and and keeping our eyes fixed on things above meaning like I, i'm going to be right here in this podcast i don't know how this is going to affect you or anybody that listens to it i don't know but i'm going to believe that since i'm here mm-hmm. that it can make a really important thing happen for somebody sure and so it's almost like training your brain out of the American culture of speed right. and hurry and actually focusing on what matters. And it just takes, for me, I'm in the middle of it. It's just taking practice, but I'm getting better mm-hmm. each month of being intentional. And if God is with us, where two or three are gathered, then anything can happen. Right. For not just for us, but anybody that's around us too. So it's a, uh, how do I want to be remembered? It's just for, did I want to, he loved well. I want people, I would like people to say he loved well. He, I, I felt seen around him. Mm-hmm. That's like that. good. And, and, you know, I think that one of the, one of the themes that the Mike and I have been talking about a lot on the podcast, you know, or some of the themes they, they revolve around, you know, like, what do I do next? I hear that constantly from guys. And I've asked it probably to you multiple times, right? Is I don't know what I do, where, where I go next or what I should be doing next. I don't know what God wants for me next. Right. And 
the crazy thing is, is if you change that in perspective of the world and you look at it from, he wants you to love others around you. The next is always here. Mm-hmm. There is no like, like God's got to speak to you and say, what I want you to do is go to the land of Canaan and, you know, and do this and that. Like, no, the next could literally be the coffee shop that you're yeah. at or the gas station that you go to or the friend who calls or maybe that you haven't called. Right. Yeah. And that, that, that comes up on your, your heart. Like, man, I, I really haven't talked to Sean in a while. I'm going to give him a call. Right. right. And, and actually doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and letting, letting yourself be led by those interactions right. is, is a huge thing. And so how do you, you know, how do you, how do you give up? Like, give me, give me some, some ideas from, from you and how it's working in your life, how you give up the the busy and the rush and the, I mean, because you have, I mean, you've got three little kids, um, you know, a wife, a house, a, a business, right. All this stuff. And so you can't ignore all of that because as a man, you, you know, you have responsibility to provide for your wife and kids to provide for your family but at the same time, balance that out with loving your wife and kids and loving your family. And so, you know, what does that balance look like in, in your life? Yeah, that's a big one, uh, probably for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a, a decision that has to be made. If you're reading the word and seeing, you're, you're kind of deciding, what does God prioritize? What does God say is important? I know what I think is important, right? And according to America and in my life, I'm putting different emphasis on certain things. Um, but I'm going to, I'm reading the Bible. I'm going to choose. I in fa- It starts in faith. And then you start to see that it was worth it afterwards. But it starts with, I'm going to choose to prioritize what God says is important over what I think is important. So it's surrendering a lot of my own understanding and a lot of my own personal experience which is usually, that's all you have to use for your determinations on things. Right. So it's literally, I'm going to take all that, my life experience and all what I think, and I'm going to set it over here and say, God, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I'm going to choose to believe that your ways are higher than my ways. And you, there's things that I don't understand. I want to implement what the, what is valuable to you into my life. How do we go about that? And so what he's trained me in is, is just kind of, different ways to give yourself uh, reps, like repetitions throughout, mm-hmm. throughout the day. Of, um, and it's basically just starting with inviting him in. Maybe it's easier for some people than others, but it's just inviting him into daily decision-making sure. to start. So I don't know if that answers like the yeah, part of the question. Sure. Yep. I think that gives us a, a, you know, a path. Some of the, I think this is important because I, it, it's, I mean, I just thought of it now and, and, it, and it definitely is something that, I think in all relationship, it's come up in my head a couple of times, but in, in talking to you, um, it feels like, you know, oh my gosh, Mick has been doing this forever. This is, you know, this is a lifestyle that you've established over, over your whole life. And it's going to take me forever to catch up effectively. Right. The feeling of I'm always behind, but the reality is this has been a, this has been a fairly recent journey for you in your life. I mean, you know, how long have you been heading down this road and in, in, in working in this mentality that you just explained? Yeah. And that's a, that's a great call out about being behind. The enemy seems to come at you with whatever lie might get you, right? <laughs> whatever right. that one is for you, he tries to get you with that one. So I, I call my, I'm almost 39. I call myself a Christian 
believed, never doubted that God existed. But when I was 33, I made a, right before I got married, the Lord led me to a moment of kind of going all in for the Lord of, I gotta, I gotta make this my own. I gotta see if this is worth doing. I gotta do some due diligence for myself. Um, so I just went for it, okay. I guess, in that time. So six years, basically. Yeah. Effectively. Even though I've called myself a Christian my whole life, I was never living it out until I, I began this process six years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's where I felt like the Lord taught me this very simple prayer, which I think is really beneficial for anybody at any time, which is just, Lord, here I am. What do you want to work on in my heart or my mind next? Right. So even in that prayer, I'm setting aside Oh, if you've got this issue with like pornography or if you don't have a cushion in your bank account or you have like all these things you're worried about in that prayer, you're literally saying, I'm setting all that aside. I'm saying, what do you want to work on next to my heart? My right. mind? You see the whole picture. You know what led to all these knots and turmoil and trauma within me. What do you want to work on? I'm going to trust you that you know better than me. I think when I started, I didn't know the goodness of God. So I think I had a little bit of an attitude. I was okay. Like, fine, fine, God. Whatever. <laughs> Almost in defiance, like, right? Because like, I didn't, I didn't know what he was going to do. do it. <laughs> I was like, "Fine, I'm just gonna, if I'm going to go full on here, then what's next?" Okay. And one of the most amazing things that he led me to, which is just hilarious, because I'm about to get married. Uh, this is 2018. I've got all these like, not not doing very well in my business yet. Intimidated, a lot of fear within me and everything, and I'm just like, "All right, fine. What's, what do you want to do next, Lord?" He's like, "You need to forgive your basketball coach for not playing you enough time." I'm like, how is that possibly relevant? <laughs> how can that be relevant? That does not matter. I don't think about that. It wasn't like a, that big a deal in my life at all. But in that moment, it just clicked. I'm like, okay, your process is going to be different than my right. process. Right. I think I just not, I just understood. I was like, okay, it's going to be different than I think. So that softened me for the next eight months of progression. Because when a curveball came of like, that doesn't make sense. I understood that it's not going to make sense a lot. Sure. I was just like, okay, you've got to forgive this person. You've got to forgive yourself over here. You've got to like make amends here. Um, and it was just like, like the Candyland board of like, yeah. yeah. And uh, what the Lord showed me too, is that he could show up right at that moment and just solve all my problems. But if that, if he does that, I don't know him any better. Sure. And that comes back to like what he values. And he doesn't, he values the relationship between us more than anything else. Right. So he wants to create a lifestyle that helps you to go into a deeper relationship with him mm-hmm. throughout instead of just solving all your problems. Cause that doesn't solve your real problems. Right. <laughs> right. So, so I, so I just began right then. It was just like, what's next? What's next? And, uh, so yeah, it's it's almost that it's almost almost a like a perception readjustment, right? I mean, we feel like we as people, I think a lot of times, and mostly us, I'll say us as guys, right? Um, as guys, we feel like whatever is on our plate at that moment is really important, right? Right? I mean, this is oh my gosh, this is important. I need to deal with this, right? And to God, He's like, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's important to you. <laughs> Right. But man, I have this, I have such a bigger picture for you. I have such bigger plans for you. If you only knew what you could step into, this would seem very insignificant. And so that perception adjustment that we have to have and we have to make, I mean, it's, it's not easy for one. And it is totally counter 
um, to what we, we think, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, once you just step into it, it does sort of, it doesn't, you know, I, again, I feel like it's like this cosmic, um, you know, uh, people want to, want to experience like this cosmic peace, right? Like, Oh, I stepped into this and now everything is great. Right. Right. That's, I mean, if you do that, you're, you're going to feel the downfall of that too, because that's not accurate. Everything's not great, but everything is manageable. Everything is, is you can navigate it. You you have the ability. It's still hard. Frankly, things are still hard sometimes, but you've helped. And you have the ability to do it. You start to have a hope starts to seep in. Mm-hmm. It's a new way. This doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like you've got your machete and you've got a bunch of trees and you're like, I can, I can work through this. Right. It's not easy, but it's like, at least you can kind of see the light and you're going to kind of go towards that. You don't get to know step two very often. He's just like, right, right. step one. Yeah. So yep. somebody explained it in our, our men's group on Monday. He said, you know, he was using an analogy for something else, but he said, it's, it's almost like, you're going skydiving and, and you're up in the plane and, and the, you know, and the instructor looks at everybody in the plane and says, all right, so here's the deal. 50% of these parachutes are going to fail. So let's have a good time and make this happen. Right. And to a lot of people, they would be like, oh my gosh, I'm not jumping. Right. right? This is ridiculous. Why would I take those odds? Yeah. But to some of us, it would be like, well, we're going to have, we're here. <laughs> we're going to have fun. Right. Like, yeah. One way or another, this is going to be a good time. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, race you to the bottom kind of thing, right? I mean, yeah. it, I think when you have that knowledge of not that God's going to give me a parachute that opens, because maybe he doesn't, right? but at, he's going to be there waiting for me at the end. So right. either way, I'm okay, right? Mm-hmm. Then suddenly it takes kind of the edge off of it or the the worry, you know, again, not necessarily maybe in that specific scenario, but, um, but in general in life, a lot of times that's what life is like, right? Like you don't know if this parachute's going to open. That's a good way to put it. So yeah. what, what do you do? Right? right. You can sit in the plane and, and you can never have any fun and you can never jump and you can never find out whether your shoot would have opened or you get a real close encounter with Jesus. Yes. Right. But, but, but you can't live life like that. I mean, it, it, that, that makes it tough. Yeah. And this freedom that, that we live in to, understand that in the end god's going to be there to catch me one way or another yeah it is sort of freeing yeah i think we we just whether you're a christian a new christian or or uh, been a christian for a while it's like we all trust god a certain amount Mm -hmm. and through these reps and and getting shared experience with god in these we we grow almost like uh we grow in trust with him almost this little analogy was just like uh like a foster kid who had been through, let's say he's 12 and he's been through the foster system. That's been a super hard time bouncing all around, tons of betrayal, tons of problems, abuse, all the worst things. And then somebody shows up in, let's say in a nice car and a big suit. And is just like, and just breaks down. It's like, son, I've been looking for you. I want to be your dad so bad. I mean, I'll never let you down. I'm here forever. Mm-hmm. You've got everything I have is yours. That kid in that time is going to say, that sounds pretty good, but I know how the world is, right? I will trust you some small amount. I'll go with you, but I'm kind of going to be holding the reins. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a lot of times how Christian thinks that's how I was when I entered into the Christian faith. I just, it wasn't until I finally said, 
I'm going to do it your way. That I started to give myself more repetitions and he showed up mm-hmm. and I said, oh, I can trust this guy a little bit more than I thought. Oh, I can trust him a little bit more. So the last five years has just been like a growing in trust with God. And, the, sure. and eventually a tip, there's like a tipping point moment where you're just like, this is the easiest thing, choice ever. Like he's unbelievably trustworthy. It's the most obvious thing ever afterwards. Right. But it's a lot, it's like a lot of faith steps beforehand. Right. So, the, I mean, what you just brought up is, you know, I think the, to have a podcast and not with Mick and not talk about this is like everyone would, would stone me. Right. So all the guys that we know, so, you know, Sonship, right. It's, um, I think it was one of the first conversations that you and I may have had individually. And, and it's something that has, has really been sort of a pillar of, you know, mixed life ministry, if I can put it that way, that's that seemed very grandiose, but I think we all have some sort of thing that catches us that really draws our attention. A, I'll say a, a, a part of God, right. That, that really we attach to and go, Hey, this is key in my life. Right. And, and sonship has been that for you. Right. And, and, you know, John Eldridge, it's a whole, it's a whole section in, in the basic retreat, you know, uh, becoming a King. It's a whole chapter in the book from, from Morgan Snyder, Jesus himself, right. Referred to himself as son and referred to God as father. And in a, in a way that was uh, abnormal at the time. Right. Um, I talked to a lot of people that are, that are like, well, you know, if you look at that and in, in, in how it was in context, I'm like, yeah, but Jesus kind of blew all that up. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, Hey, here's all the stuff that you've been looking at in the context of history in, in, in the, in the Jewish tradition. And then here's how you should be looking at it. I had to come all the way down here and tell you this. Right. <laughs> and, um, and one of those things was the idea of God as father and Jesus is son and living in that. And that's something that you have really grabbed onto. And so, you know, may we spend the, the, our, the rest of our time here. I think it would be a good one, at least, uh, or part of it here, you know, to kind of unpack that a little bit. So, you know, what, what did this idea of sonship one, how did it, how did you come into it at first? And, and, and what was the first time you can remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is kind of a key to a lot here in, in my faith. Right. A couple of things to, to start off there is that identity seems to be the lens that you see the world through and almost the way that you process information based on your deepest, what are your deepestly most, most deeply connected to. Mm-hmm. So Jesus's identity, according to him, was the son, right? He valued his relationship with the father more than anything else that seemed to take priority over everything else, over his agenda, over what he had to do, where he had to go. That seemed to be the most important thing to him, according to the Bible. So I kind of knew that, but I didn't have any teaching on it or anything like that. I maybe read, I maybe seen the word sonship in the Bible a few times, but I've been like, yeah, you know, we're adopted in the family of God. Okay. Right. right. It wasn't real in my heart, but it was okay. Um, 2018, after I had that all in moment, went on like an eight month journey of, uh, I would call it sanctification or just, uh, was very internal working on things. And the Lord was like making space in my heart. Like forgive your basketball coach. He's right. a tiny little people, like a little rock. Like you have a cup filled with a bunch of different sized rocks that are like trauma or unforgiveness or bitterness or anger or, or whatever. And through this process, the Lord is like removing each rock. 
uh, one at a time. We're like a ball of yarn that is like, we've each got a ball of yarn in our, in our heart. And it, we think I'll just pull this string and it's going to, it's going to unravel itself. And we do, and it gets tighter and worse. Right. And the Lord just knows how to, uh, brilliantly, elegantly, and efficiently, Holy Spirit's the most efficient being ever. Right, right. <laughs> he knows just what to pull. So it just unravels. Um, and I had, I, I got to kind of an end of that season. It's, it's never ending, but a, a specific season there where it's like he had cleared out everything that he wanted to clear out at that time. And I was feeling the most free I'd ever been. I didn't know that that level of freedom existed in Christianity. You could have told me years before, well, you can be so free if you go through this process. I'm like, no, you can't. Right. You know, you just don't, until you've tasted it, you, it's hard to believe that it exists. Um, but I was experiencing so much level of freedom, like month after month, all of 2018. And so I made all this space in my heart and I only have language for this now looking back. Sure. At the time I just didn't, I was just, what do you want to do next Lord? Um, he had created a lot of space. And then my dad had sent me a book called Sonship, mm -hmm. a journey into father's heart. And my dad had never sent me a book before. And he's, he just thought really strongly. He's like, I think you're supposed to read this. And I, I did what I do all the time, which I think is a good process, which is Lord, I I, I consecrate this book to you. I ask you to nudge me when it's time to read it. Mm -hmm. Cause everyone's giving you podcast books and all, all this stuff all the time. It's like, I only want to take in information when it's going to be efficient. Like when it's the time is right for it. It's not just some stressful duty. I've got to get through this book. So anyways, I put it on the shelf for like two months and I was just experiencing so much freedom, um, of, of approval and, uh, approval of man and all this other stuff. And it was just an amazing season. And then I started reading this book and uh, probably October, 2018. And it was just the main thesis of the book is called the revelation of the father's love. Mm -hmm. And the book was really introducing me to the father. Like it's like, it was basically Jesus introducing me to the father through just like understanding and, and starting to see I think I had a relationship with Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit, but the father was just a little bit distant. It wasn't, he wasn't connecting to my heart well. And so this book really helped. And so it's like I created all this space the eight months before. And then while reading this and understanding it, it's like the father's love got dumped into that space. Mm -hmm. And it just like really, it hit home. There's just something about like a father's love for humans that just does something differently. Right. And right. And I'm still new in this type of stuff. It makes my eyes well up just thinking about five years later. It's just, it's right on the surface. It's so real. Um, Jesus's love as a, as a savior and a king and a brother, a friend, that's one thing. Right. But a father's love is just, it, it lands in the design of a human differently for some yeah. reason. And <laughs> it's just true. Um, and I started to understand that. So I started to be able to have conversations with the father that I hadn't had before. It was always with Jesus or the Holy Spirit or whatever. Um, I started to learn what he was like as father, which was just uh, a new, a new look at Christianity. Mm -hmm. So that's it. So what, part. um, you know, I feel like there's, there's aspects of, you know, I mean, this is getting, this is maybe getting a little, you know, a little deeper than the, the surface level stuff. And, and, you know, but there's, there's aspects of God, you know, there, there are by design. I mean, God is, God is, you know, obviously got the Trinity itself is, is, is an expression of God saying, Hey, I'm, I'm more than you think I am. I can be three things and one all at the same time. And right in the, uh, there, our brains go, 
Well, that doesn't make any sense, right? And God goes, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's the point is that maybe it's not supposed to make all of the sense right away. Like, you know, like, like other things, we could say this is a cup, it's full of water or coffee or whatever, right? Okay, that makes sense to me. I can process that through my experience and know when I drink this what I'm expecting. When God says, I'm three things, but one, all in relationship with each other and all in relationship with you, our brain goes, nope, don't understand <laughs> that, right? So it takes a process for yeah. us to, to begin to understand that and to begin to interact with that. And what I've noticed is that in my life is that, you know, there are different aspects of God that I experience mm -hmm. while walking through some of these different things. You know, when you introduced me to sonship, it was like, that, like you said, it was this freedom of holy crap, I don't have to perform. Mm. You know, I don't, my dad's not looking for me to perform for him to be his son. Right. Maybe he is to be, a, you know, some of us may feel like, uh, you know, in our relationship with our fathers where is where it gets a little bit wonky because they're not perfect, right? Mm. And they, they, they're not exhibiting the, the exact qualities that God is as a father. So they may be like, okay, as a basketball player, they're looking for you to perform mm -hmm. in a certain way. Hey, you've got to work this hard and do this practice and shoot this good percentage and you know work on your free throws and this and that and the other thing, right? God doesn't do that. Right. He has no wish for us to perform in any way. He just wants us to have a relationship with him, right? period. If we do that, that's what he wants. And so... That's freedom. It's it's very freeing, and it's and there is no, what do I do next? Because the answer might be, hang out, yeah. nothing, have a conversation with me, maybe shut up and listen, yeah. right? I mean, how many times have we had that experience where, you know, I'm just going to listen. Yeah. I'm going to go through a season of listening, you know, and, and and allowing God to unpack things. And so those attributes of God come up. When you allow that to happen, it's it's a whole different side of, of God's personality or God's being, right? When you step into sonship. And so, you know, in thinking of that, you know, where do you, where, where does that progression go? So you said, you know, at first it was, um, at first it was, you know, God, what do you have for me now? What, what do you want? Where do you want me? What, what do you have for me? You know, and then it went into this exploration of, what does this mean to have God as a father yeah. and to, to really be a, a son underneath the protection and the guidance and all of the things that come from God as a father? And, and where has that gone you know, in, in the last five years? Where do you feel you are right now in all of that in terms of, of that relationship with God? Yeah. Like the, I think it's in Becoming a King. I can't remember the, where the quote is, but it says that we are the sons of God, so we must become the sons of God. Right. So it's like, all right, we are. I don't know what that means, but I want to become it. So I, I already am. I'm already accepted. But there's things for us to do. And I think there's a maturity that he's inviting us into. Because just as a good father seeing a five-year-old, seeing the five-year-old son, it's like, I see how much more capable you are than you think. Right. We don't. We don't We don't know. We, don't, we can't grasp it all. So we're just like, okay, what's next? I want to become who you created me to be. And it's not workspace. It's just, I'm trusting you. You're my dad and I'm trusting you. Right. And so it, it just leads you um, into just a nearness, I would say, with, with the father. It becomes more real the more you look for it mm -hmm. and invite that situation in. Um, two, 
the, the thing that's really, as I've thought about this a lot, is I had no words for this and I learned articulation over time. Um, it boils down to two things. It would be like two main ways of seeing life. And it's, I would say it's the invitation for all humans to grow in. And it's, what is God really like? Mm-hmm. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right. what is God really like? And what does God really think about me? I believe the way that you, wherever you're at in those two things is how you process information and how you live. Mm-hmm. And I think we can go deeper into both of those things. And as you do, you grow into this son that has this confidence that he has an inheritance and he knows who his father is and he knows who his father thinks about, what his father thinks about him. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking around now and there's no arrogance about it. It's just, I know who my father is. Right. So I've exchanged like the orphan mentality that I think we're all born into where I've got to survive. I've got to make it. I've got to protect my stuff. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Right. And I've learned to exchange it that my father is trustworthy and I know what he thinks about me. So it's like, it doesn't matter if somebody comes in and tells me I'm bad at my job or this or some other accusations come. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. What's going on with you? It It's almost in my life where it's, where it's, um, where it's been almost like shocking, like, like the, the, is that processing things through that lens, it, it leads to, gosh, sometimes I feel like it's almost, um, I want to say laziness, right? Cause that, that's got a negative connotation, but, but a, a, like a piece that really, I mean, you know, the Bible calls it peace, you know, the, a beyond understanding. Right. And it really is what it is, is that at times people, I, I can tell, I, I can feel it from other people. They're like, why aren't you more worried about this? Right. right? Why doesn't this bother you more? What are we going to do with this? And I'm like, I don't know. What are we going to do? Like, I don't, I don't have any ideas. And they're like, yeah. And so what, this is a problem. Like, Maybe. <laughs> Might be a problem. Yes. Maybe not. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. So I'm just not going to panic. Yeah. I'm just going to sit in it for a while. So that's somebody that you're just so secure in God's love. That's what that is. That's mm-hmm. deeper than the situation that's happening around you, what people are saying or what's happening on a heart level, you're secure. So you're processing information through that first, right? Instead of through the circumstances first. So, I mean, that's a, that's been a process for you and that's because sure. the lens now, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Cause that's right. where the peace comes from. Cause it's just like, you're just, I know what my father is and what he thinks about me. Right. So there's some stuff going on. But we're going to work through it. Right. And I, and I trust <laughs> that one way or another, yeah. something will come out of it and, and then we'll get an answer and we'll go through that. Yeah. And it might take a while and it might be painful and there might be some doubt that comes up inside of you. Right. And that's all normal. Yeah. And that's what you should kind of expect in this process. Yeah, it's like the the reality through this process, the reality of God increases in your day-to-day life mm-hmm. and who he is for you and what he thinks of you. So when stuff comes up, it becomes the louder voice as I know right. what God thinks about you. But that doesn't happen necessarily overnight. It's through shared experience and through like getting to know him, spending time with him, asking him what he's like. Mm-hmm. You get to know him like, well, yeah, all right. I know my father. I, that has to have been Jesus's mentality. Right. I think that in, with my uh with my uh poker background and a lot of psychological stuff. I'm, I was thinking of, you, you see a lot of what Jesus did in the Bible, but my brain as I was learning is like, what was he thinking about? What was his mindset? Right. How do he handle all this stuff coming at him all the time? How was he so 
at ease and joyfully. He's the most joyful person on earth. Right. While he's asking, how did he get to this point? And what it boils down to is he's so secure in who his father is and what his father thinks about him. That's it. That's where all of the peace that surpasses understanding comes from. In that verse that, that says uh, Jesus is the cornerstone. Right. I think about like, what was Jesus's cornerstone? That's a good point. Yeah. What his father thinks about him, who, who he knows his father to be. Right. Like that's what his rock was. Mm-hmm. So if you think about when, you know, when Jesus, when his ministry is announced to the world with John the Baptist, right? I mean, the way God pronounces that is, this is my son. Right. Like he could have said, this is the, you know, this is God on earth. This is, you know, the Messiah to the nation of Israel. Like any, you know, this is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, like any of those grandiose, you know, great statements that could have been made that were all true. Right. right? This is the beginning and the end incarnate on earth. Like all of those things are true. Mm -hmm. This is a person who saw the earth formed. He was there and saw man created and he has seen the end of the earth and the end of the age and will and will participate in that coming to just live among you you and the way god introduces that is this is my son and so you know the just the thought of that 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 was so important right that that it was such a, a pillar of what god wanted people to know him as a part of him as as the son mm-hmm. i mean it's just to me it's so so that brings up probably you know maybe the last question um so where's the church like the modern church just missed this because i feel like i feel like it has in a lot of ways i feel like the, and again nothing against any specific church or denomination or whatever but just if we talk about the modern church in general it feels like this is a pretty big miss in general because i it's not something that i'd process again i i I knew Jesus. I was a Christian, right? Again, like you said, I would call myself a Christian since I was, you know, 15, 16 years old, but never operated out of this freedom of sonship and knowing God in the way that I have until, you know, until three years ago, you know, until I was 44 years old. I mean, a ridiculous amount of time, really, for me. I Now I look back on it and go, wasted time, right? Um, but... So, so where has like the modern church missed this and, 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 and why, frankly, in, in your opinion? Yeah. To touch on the, the father speaking to Jesus in the, the baptism, it's like Jesus is fully human. He's fully God, mm-hmm. but as fully human, he, even he needed the affirmation from the father. Right. This is what I really think about you. I used to think that that was, that he was saying that stuff so that the people around him heard. But he was saying it to Jesus. So right. Jesus knew and he could hold on to that no matter what happened the next three years. Mm-hmm. He could hold on to that moment. He knows that he had that experience. He knows what his father thinks about him. That was the foundation of his ministry before he got sent out. Right. And then the Holy Spirit came upon him. Mm-hmm. So the first thing was the father's love and the father's Bestowing that identity to him. Yes. Like this is who you are. Yes. The concrete being poured into the foundation. That was the foundation. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit came upon him after that. So... In that moment, the father is saying, like you said, he's saying the priority, this matters. This is like the most important thing. Boom. So then from my perspective, from like a a game theory or like a game maker, uh, war room 
generals like looking down on the maps um scene the enemy recognizes that when when believers become sons and they start to live like a son and think like a son mm -hmm. they're dangerous right because they're free right they're no longer scared of the things that normal is, is all of his tactics of accusation and fear and whatever else he can get you with they don't apply to sons that does not go through it does not speak louder than what the father says about me mm -hmm. he's terrified of the believers becoming sons and daughters that is what the enemy is most scared of right so i believe for throughout history that is what he's poured more resources mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. is to stop people from becoming sons sure and baked into god's like uh restoration of all things i believe god reveals things in certain times of history mm -hmm. as an antidote and, and an answer to what's going on in the world so we're at a place in history right now that's never happened before it's it's a, it's it's more probably intense and, and unknown than it's ever been um where anything could happen and i believe the, the verse i'm always telling people is romans 8 19 which i might join a couple of translations here, but it's basically saying the whole earth stands on tiptoe waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. Mm -hmm. So right there, it says when that was written, the sons and daughters of God had not been revealed. Yet. Right. Right. I believe in my story that I am one of the sons that's being revealed. Mm. And I, and that feels almost arrogant to say it. Sure. Sure. Good. But it isn't. Right. I just, I believe that's the invitation for believers in this age. And I believe the sons and daughters are going to rise up mm -hmm. and be the answer for whatever happens in the kingdom. So that's where I'm at. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, it, it really is. Uh, I mean, as, as we've kind of unpacked that and as I've gotten to, to know you more and accepted that, you know, it's, um, Again, it, there's so much depth to that, and, and the process of becoming right is something that we—it's Morgan Snyder's kind of phrase that we've adopted in a lot of ways, right? Is that you're we're always you're always learning, you're always trying to trying to figure out trying to figure out what part of God and what part of myself can I dive into next and sort of try to meld the two to get closer together, right? Because in the end, that's what we want is to is to become more like. God and Jesus, mm -hmm. and, to, and to continue to pick out parts of our life that we can combine with that. And sonship is is a big one where we can look at that and go, yeah, you know what? I need to embrace this, and I need to I need to accept my identity as a son mm -hmm. effectively, yep. because I, they, I mean that is the intent from creation yep. forward. It's already true if you're a believer, right? Yep. And yet we just haven't accepted that yep. as truth or as reality or as our identity, yep. right? And as you do, the the changes that it makes in you and the the freedom that it gives you, I mean, it, it, then it opens up different areas that you can do. I mean, the fact that we're sitting here doing this, mm -hmm. right? It, I know that knowing your story and, and, you know, and where you came from, this is not something where you're like, you would have seen yourself doing like six years ago, seven years ago, right? Yeah, um, not part of who you saw yourself as. Right. You know, me, definitely not something that 
that I saw myself, at, you know, as doing as as much as three, four years ago, right? And yeah. so, um, the fact that we're able to do this is a part of our process of becoming yep. and moving forward in what God has for us and and what He's doing in us. Mm-hmm. And so, you don't know where it's going to take you effectively, right? And what the next step is, or or what the next wound to be exposed is, right. or you know, trial to walk through. I mean, sometimes it's not just, you know, we're not, we're not born of, you know, silver spoon in our mouth. Right. It's, it's that, you know, God, God's going to lead us through that though. And so even in those hard times, as much as sometimes it feels like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Just knowing that you are is enough yep. sometimes. And sometimes it's what you have to hang it on is I just, I know I'm going to get through this. So I'm just going to sit in that. Yep. And that is being a son because your father is going to lead you through it yeah. one way or another. There's a healthy tension at the beginning where you're like, I'm just putting my faith out there. I don't get it. It doesn't feel real. I'm just going to choose it. Mm-hmm. You just sit there in this tension and things are hard. We had, we had twins right in the middle mm-hmm. of COVID and I'm in the middle of this process and it's all this tension. It's not like, it's just like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And so I was forced into, not forced, but in that I was, the Lord is so gracious that he, he helped me start this process two years before that. So by the time it came here, I was at least processing information better, mm-hmm. more as a son than I was before. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. It's pro, it's the it's like we have the mind of Christ. We have access to it. But what is the mind of Christ? It's the mind of a son. Right. Right. So as it's a pro, it's how you process information is the key to life on earth. Mm-hmm. And we can process information like Jesus processes information. And that's as a son. Right. So, so good. So good. Well, this has been good. Uh, it's been great talking to you. I know, you know, we have a lot of conversations. We don't, we haven't lately had a lot of time to sit down and talk. So to record the conversations a little bit different yeah. right, than, than our normal, but it's been really good talking to you. I, you know, from, from me to you, um, you know, the, having you, introduced into my life and and God bringing you into my life has just been a, I mean, it really is something that, um, that has challenged me in a lot of ways to look at things differently and to process differently. And, and a lot of times as I'm, you know, walking through this path, which again, has been, has been, um, not always easiest, right. Mm -hmm. The, the voice, that I hear a lot of times is, is, is some of the thing, the conversations that we've had and, and wow. some of the, the affirmations from, from, um, interactions that we've had that, you know, that just kind of is like, Hey, remember who you are really. And that's like, that's my Mick voice in my head is, is, you know, is just remember who you are. And, and I think that when, you know, from, from, again, from me to you, that's, that's something that I feel like you have, you have bestowed on men, a lot of men. Is that that voice that just says, "Hey, remember who you are, right? Remember who you are. That God says you are, not who the world says you are, or sometimes even you think that you are, or the people in your life say that you are. But remember who you really are, and that allows um, me personally to, um, you know, to recenter a lot of times, and to, um, you know, to have that moment of reflection with God to go, okay, you know, who am I, God?" Again, continue to build in me that and continue to build in me. You know, as I was going through some hard times, uh, you know, in my life in the last couple of years, 
that question that you said, you know, God, what do you have for me right now? What do you have for me next has been like a, a lifesaver for me wow. because um, at times that's all I've had mm-hmm. is, you know, Hey, God, please, what can we do right now? Right. You and me, I, I need you like right now to, to be part of my life. And it's, it's been all that I've had um, in, in, in some days. And so it's just, uh, you know, I just wanted to, to acknowledge you in that and just to kind of uh, maybe continue to, um, you know, at, maybe to encourage you to just to understand that the, the, the impact that you're having goes well beyond any impact that you see. Uh, as you've been walking through this, and there's a lot of things that you do. I mean, the things that you do for you know for for man to man and for organizing a lot of the things that we do and the connections and stuff that you make. That's all. I mean, that's all invaluable as well. But but that connection that you make with leading people into this this area of sonship, um, that's stuff that maybe you don't see and and that you don't um, hear on an everyday basis. But I, I wanted you to hear that from me because it has been. Um, just, just a, just a big part of my life and coming through this. Uh, I also, you know, you gave me that book on sonship and I did the same thing. I put it, I actually lost it. I don't know if I told you that, but I, I lo- like, I put it aside. And then at one point I said, Oh, I think it's, I think I want to read that book finally. And I couldn't find it. Like that's how much God was not now. Right. Right. Like this is not now for you. Yeah. And then, um, and then just out of nowhere, I mean, obviously not out of nowhere, obviously God, you know, I always feel funny when I see even say stuff like that, right? Like out of nowhere, like yeah, God's made a mistake and dropped it all of a sudden. But, <laughs> you know, it seemed like out of nowhere to me, right. suddenly this book resurfaced again and I found it and, and I read it and I was ready for it. Yeah. I was ready to hear what it had to say and to, and to hear it was not an introduction to something new, right? It was a revelation into where I was and then how to continue. And so, um, so it touched me too. It was really good. But I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. All right. Man. And I had that uh, just, just one little encouragement yeah. to people as you go through this. And this is something that kind of caught me off guard as I've gone, but as you start to receive the truth about what God really thinks about you, you start to see the truth of what God really thinks about others. Mm. And then you can almost start this process of God, what do you think about them? You even come across people that are annoying you or frustrating. And I let, I've trained myself to be like, all right, God, I can't stand that person. What do you like about them? How'd you make them? <laughs> and you just have this new conversation and you suddenly start to get thoughts and ideas and, and ways that the Lord has spoken to you that makes sense for them. And you're able to just become this free flowing encouragement person everywhere you go That's good. and you're just adding value to people. Like in your, what you're saying, it's not job related or it's like, I'm adding real value in the, in the form of encouragement or hope to someone else. So the Lord, the Lord wants to share his heart with others to you in the form to bring encouragement and hope to the right. world around you. And continue to, to expand it. Right. I mean, I think that that's what you're, it's, it's, you're moving it forward. You're moving the kingdom forward. Yeah. Just so. And it hits way deeper than a, doing a business transaction or some big deal or something, some accolade. It's like when you help, like what you just told me, like if I, I, I shared something out of my story to you, you applied it to your life and then your life was improved by that. That is like the new currency for me. Like it's, it's, it's so satisfying, so deeply amazing that 
you're able to be a part of what God is doing in your life. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's deeply satisfying and awesome. Right. Well, so, uh, you know, I think that that wraps it up for us. And so, you know, I think that to, you know, to kind of put a challenge out there is to invite guys to explore this and to process this and to, um, you know, begin to unpack this in their life and, and begin to, um, you know, just, just sit down and, I mean, you know, to, to get, where's the place that they start? I think that question that you asked in the beginning is maybe the place to start for guys. Yeah. That's a, probably a catch all, which is just, Lord, I'm here. I'm going to surrender my own understanding and I'm going to say, I want what you want. What do you want to work on in my heart or my mind next? Perfect. I think he'll lead you, each of you where you, uh, where he wants to take you. Start there. All right. Yeah. Good.